It's the Real Roots Radio podcast, on-demand content highlighting the best information and entertainment from the Real Roots Radio team. Here's to Your Health provides valuable information from Dr. Kevin Sherritt for the betterment of our personal and community health. Brought to you by the Rural Health Clinics of Green Memorial Hospital. Here's Roy Hatfield. It is time once again for Here's to Your Health, where we talk with uh, Dr. Kevin Sherrod of the Rural Health Clinics of Greene County and Greene Memorial Hospital. Kind enough to join us every Tuesday at uh, 930 while he is uh, still in his office practicing medicine and seeing the uh, residents of Greene County. And uh, we join with a good doctor right now, Dr. Sherrod. Good morning and welcome in. Hey, good morning, Roy. Thanks for having me. Well, as always, it's a pleasure to uh, speak with you. And obviously, when we're talking health, the uh, number one thing that's on uh, folks' minds right now is uh, COVID-19. We talked uh, last week about uh, testing and things of that nature, and and we'll mention that again here in just a couple of minutes. Uh, But uh, as we look at uh, COVID-19 right now, uh, one of the things that uh, I know in talking with you and other folks that folks are – concerned about is what we're going to find out in the future, long-term effects of COVID-19 on patients and uh, things of that nature. Uh, what do we know right now? Roy, this is an interesting situation. And of course, it's evolving. And um, you know, a lot of it is speculation at this point in time of what the long-term complications will be. But this is what we really know so far about uh, this virus and, and the complications of the infection. First of all, we know that the majority of the people who uh, come down with this virus are not going to have any complications. And fortunately, and we're thankful for this, that the vast majority of the people who, who get it, you know, and, and, and um, most of the studies are showing about five out of six people who get this virus are not going to have any serious consequences whatsoever. So that leaves one out of six people that potentially could have some complications from this virus and viral infection. Those complications right now appear to be centered around our own immune system and something, a chemical in our body called cytokines, which is um, a chemical that is released during the immune reaction process. And uh, the individuals that suffer the most complications experience something called cytokine storm, where essentially the immune system uh, really responds to this virus and there's a lot of collateral damage done. And that damage can be done primarily since it's a respiratory virus. The most damage we see typically is in the lungs. And it can be anywhere from just mild uh, respiratory symptoms to severe pneumonia to severe a condition called adult respiratory distress syndrome, where the, the lungs actually just become obliterated uh, due to the immune response. It can also affect our heart and our blood vessels. It can affect our kidneys, our liver. Really, any of our internal organs can uh, suffer damage from our immune system that uh, is attacking the virus. And in essence, you end up with a lot of collateral damage. Dr. Kevin Sherrod joining us on Real Roots Radio. And when you talk about that storm, really, it's, it's your immune system, I guess, you know, for lack of a better term, overreacting, and uh, it kind of goes haywire, and then, you know, the body really kind of shuts down after that that storm, shall we say. Is that is that a fair assessment? That is a fair assessment, and, you know, that's why we see a lot of times maybe some younger individuals, and, and in terms of this virus, you know, younger would be, you know, even in the 50s. Uh, some of the worst cases we've seen have been in younger individuals that have had a really dynamic um, immune system that has uh, responded to the virus. We've seen other individuals that their immune system has not been 
as overly responsive, and they've done fairly well. I've had patients, I think my, the oldest patient I've had that's had this virus has been 92 years old, and they've done remarkably well uh, with it, uh, much better than what we anticipated, uh, and their immune response was very minimal. And certainly those that are immunocompromised, you know, we're worried about those individuals in terms of catching the virus, but it seems that the complications from the virus uh, are mostly related to the immune response, the immune reaction. Doctor, uh, when we talk about that storm, and I think is it, is it pronounced cytokatone or something like that, that chemical in, in the body, uh, folks are, earth, you know, you see more taking vitamin C. We've heard studies about vitamin D uh, being able to lessen the severity of the symptoms, and, and a lot of people that have died have had a vitamin D deficiency. Um, you know, other than making sure we eat well, we exercise, uh, good sleep. Uh, are you talking to your patients about maybe taking vitamin C or vitamin D supplements? or is that something that uh, wouldn't help a whole lot? Where do you stand on that? Well, we're screening everybody really for vitamin D across board. We were doing that before the um, COVID situation came up because we're learning every day that more and more of the detrimental effects of being low on vitamin D. So, you know, if you're over 50 years of age, it's not a bad idea to be screened for vitamin D uh, regardless. And certainly if you're deficient in vitamin D, uh, typically we're able to treat that with just some over-the-counter supplementation and making sure people get, you know, adequate uh, time out into the sun, not overdoing it in the sun. Uh, from the standpoint, we'll talk about sun precautions probably at a later date. But the um, vitamin D certainly is important. Vitamin C um, generally is not deficient in, in uh, most individuals, and uh, the extra vitamin C you take generally just kind of gets filtered out in the urine. So we're not screening vitamin C as much. We don't see it as much of an issue as we do the vitamin D, but we're certainly keeping a close eye on vitamin D. Dr. Kevin Sherritt joining us on Here's to Your Health on Real Roots Radio. Uh, doctor, there was an interesting study that came out uh, from the World Health Organization yesterday, and it certainly caused a lot of stir so far, uh, talking about that their findings uh, show that they feel that asymptomatic spread of the coronavirus is very rare. Uh, now, that would certainly uh, cause some headlines because one of the big fears has been of people spreading this virus and not knowing they're, spread it, uh, they're spreading it because they're asymptomatic. Uh, what's your take on this study? Well, you know, just what we've seen here, it's the study results are consistent with what we're seeing. You know, intuitively, we know that this virus is spread and spread the most through respiratory droplets, through uh, coughing, sneezing, um, and, and uh, propagating the virus through the air. So if someone is not doing that, if they're not having those kinds of symptoms, and we also know the general rule of thumb is uh, the more uh, fever someone is running, the more, the more they're shedding the virus. So if you take someone who's afebrile and they're not coughing, they're not sneezing, you know, logically, you would think that they're not spreading or propagating the virus. Now, logic, it doesn't always hold true, but in this case, it appears that it is holding true that um, if you're not running, having symptoms, and you're not coughing, you're not sneezing, you're not shedding the virus in, in a way that it's, it's going to um, be highly contagious. Now, just on purely an anecdotal note in our practice, which is going to be a, a really small sampling compared to the World Health Organization, I think that study tested almost 1,500 people. I think it was like 1,300 people that they tested that were asymptomatic. So we don't have those kinds of numbers here. But we have had families that have had the virus 
And uh, the asymptomatic individuals, when we've had those that have been asymptomatic, we've not seen family members uh, contact the virus like we have in families where we have an individual that is symptomatic, fever, cough, and, and respiratory symptoms. Almost virtually all of those cases, the virus has spread through the entire family. Cases that we've had here that uh, the individual's been asymptomatic and we just incidentally have found the virus uh, by one way or the other, uh, they have not spread the virus uh, as much, uh, if at all. So uh, all I can say, Roy, is that, um, that the findings of that uh, uh, study, I'm sure they'll be hotly contested and debated, but they are consistent with what we've been seeing here locally. And uh, Dr. Kevin Sherrod, kind enough to take a couple of minutes to join us on Real Roots Radio and here's to your health. Uh, doctor, we talked about testing last week, uh, kind of went over the uh, testing numbers. Uh, I think in reading the latest uh, right now, we're around about a half million tests a day in the United States uh, on average. Uh, they're hoping to get that up a little higher. Uh, we've heard Governor DeWine talk about uh, partnering with uh, some of the local businesses, I should say local, but uh, the chains like CVS, Rite Aid, Walmart, to, to improve testing. Uh, we talked about antibody testing last week where it's not as uh, reliable as we would hope yet. Uh, have you heard any changes since we last spoke last Tuesday? You know, only that the testing is, on, on a practical note here, we're seeing it every day. The tests are getting easier and easier to order, easier and easier to, to have completed and, and, and be done. Um, the test, you know, I want to warn people just a couple things here. Number one, when you look at these numbers, these numbers are going to continue to climb. Just as you said, you know, there's half a million people a day being tested. When you're testing a half a million people a day, you're going to find the virus. And so those numbers are going to continue to escalate. You know, there, uh, there are some reports that we're seeing up to, you know, 20,000 new cases a day. That doesn't surprise me when you're testing, you know, those kinds of numbers of people. So don't be alarmed necessarily about those daily numbers going up because that's what we expect to happen. We've got to watch the hospitalizations. We've got to watch ICU admissions in particular and certainly deaths, and those numbers are going down. So those numbers are reassuring. The other, you know, so number one, the test is more available, and as we test, we're going to see, you know, higher positive rates coming up. Secondly, though, just know the test is not foolproof, even though it is. Uh, getting better all the time. It's not foolproof. You know, I, I personally had one patient this past weekend that we tested, came back positive. Patient was totally asymptomatic. It was purely a precautionary test. We really didn't believe it. So we tested an antibody test. It was negative. Uh, still, you know, was, were in uncertain waters in that situation. This individual was going into an assisted living facility, so we need to absolutely be sure what their status was before mm -hmm. they went into that closed setting. So we repeated another acute test. It came back negative. We repeated a second antibody test, and it came back negative. So the initial test was a false positive, and that, that doesn't happen all that often, but it can happen. So I just say that so people know when they get tested, you, you, you know, you have to really look at it and, and um, be comfortable with the results you're getting. If the results don't make sense, then certainly you retest. I was going to say, it seemed like uh, in the latest numbers that have came out, the antibody tests are right now are running at about 50-50 as far as being uh, correct and incorrect. Uh, but the coronavirus tests are running more in the range of 70 to 75 percent uh, mm -hmm. to being accurate to being inaccurate. Does that sound about uh, what you're seeing right now? That's correct. That's correct. And so, you know, the, the numbers are are the best we have right now. The tests are the best we have. Just know that they're not perfect. And that's why we're really, you know, unless there's a compelling reason to test someone, 
you know, our recommendation is hold off because the testing will get better. It will improve. And, um, you know, unless there's a reason to be tested, you know, we want people to be tested. And if there's any suspicion at all, we, we want to test because we need those numbers to work off of. By the same token, you know, I see people every day that say, hey, you know, I was sick back in January or in February. I had the worst cold of my life. I think it might have been COVID-19. For those individuals, you know, we're saying, hey, let's hold off. That antibody will be there for a while. Let the test get a little bit better, and then, you know, we'll all feel better about it when we get the results. Dr. Kevin Sherrod has been kind enough to take a few minutes with us from his practice at the rural health clinics of Green Memorial Hospital. And those uh, rural health clinics are currently active in Jamestown, uh, Yellow Springs, and Cedarville. Doctor, thank you so much for your time. Uh, we'll do it again next uh, Tuesday right around 930. Thanks, Roy. Have a great week. You too, sir. Oh, For the best bluegrass in country in the Buckeye State, stay tuned to Real Roots Radio.